Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kaleidoscope FM podcast. Hey, hey. Yeah, I realize that I sound ridiculous, but today is a bit overcast and I'm trying to hype myself up for this because honestly, I didn't want to record today. I do technically have another one saved, but I felt like I need to edit that one. So I also had the perfect material to cover today and even wrote a great outline and everything. So I'm just going to get into it. So the first thing I want to start off with is actually a, a quick story. So my boyfriend really wanted me to watch WandaVision that just came out on Disney Plus with him. And so we were watching that and I am not fully acquainted with the Marvel Universe. And there were so many things that I did not understand. And so I have been catching up on a lot of Marvel movies on Disney Plus. And last night slash two days ago, uh, in the last like few days, I was watching Doctor Strange for the first time. And there's a quote in the movie. So first of all, if you haven't seen the movie, Doctor Strange, it's about, if you know the actor Benedict Cumberbatch, he is the main star of the film and is training essentially to become a wizard. That's all you really need to know for the purposes of my quote. And he's training with this person called the Ancient One. And I listen to this part of the movie that had this quote which I wrote down specifically for this episode because it is exactly what we need to do as binge eaters, bulimia, like all anything that's like eating disorder related this hits home. So the quote that I'll share with you the ancient one says you cannot beat a river into submission you have to surrender to its current and use its power as your own. And Dr. Strange replies to this, I control it by surrendering control? That doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to, the Ancient One says. So I'm going to say that quote one more time because I'm going to go on a rant about many things, then come back to it, and you will see why it makes sense. So the quote is from Doctor Strange, or Benedict Cumberbatch. I control it by surrendering control. That doesn't make any sense. But let me tell you why it makes sense. All right? So that is the first part of what I want to open with. And now I'm going to go into... Another story. So back in probably maybe October or November, which was about a month or two into me starting intuitive eating, which is the the whole premise of starting to recover as far as my eating disorder is concerned. Because intuitive eating is something that hugely helps people with specifically, I would say, binge eating. And if you have a history of binging and purging, that it has helped me and so many other women out there. I know based on the fact that I'm in a community with so many other women that it is clearly helping. So I will constantly refer to intuitive eating throughout different episodes because that is what is helping me on my 
recovery journey. In fact, I'm at a place now where I don't feel that I necessarily have struggles with food on a, like maybe I'll binge like once in a blue moon, which for me is like once every like two months or something now, but it used to be where I would be binging and or purging like a few times a week. So you can see how radically things have changed. So getting into my story, back in maybe October, November, my boyfriend, he, (laughs) so he is funny because he does eat very healthy for the most part, but he also loves gourmet donuts and pastries. And he, he found this bakery that had Michelin star bakers that was just opening up in West Loop in Chicago. And he placed an order for six donuts and six pastries, which I don't know why he did that because it was just the two of us. So I don't know how he expected us to eat all of them. But anyway, we went and bought, well, we went and got these. And uh, like, I remember he opened up the box So there were, like I mentioned, six donuts and six pastries, but they came in two separate boxes. And just opening up the box with six gourmet donuts, like these are like real fancy, like Michelin star donuts, okay? Uh, And I just remember like feeling this intense fear and anxiety, like when he like opened up the box and I could see these gourmet donuts. And for someone with like a history of binge eating, and a bit of purging in my past like I'm sure other people who have these similar struggles will understand the cause of my fear and anxiety but for someone who doesn't understand what causes this fear and anxiety around trigger foods it's really difficult to explain so anyway I don't remember when maybe a few days down the road I brought it up with him I was like hey you know, when you like went and bought these donuts and pastries, honestly, like when you opened them up, I had like intense fear and anxiety surrounding it. And him being a normal eater around food who hasn't like suffered eating disorders in his life, as far as I know, uh, he just kind of laughed and was like, oh, that's a sort of funny reaction to have to some donuts. And I can perfectly understand how a normal person who has a normal relationship with food would find that funny but to me uh he also like that was just like I it hurt my feelings and so I called him out on that and then he said something akin to I'm sorry I know you're trying to control it and when he said that that in itself was hugely triggering to me and so that is the premise for what I want to talk about. Let me also just say that he is a darling sweetheart who never intends to hurt me. And just because he doesn't understand my struggles, it makes sense that he doesn't know specifically what to say or what not to say. And so, I mean, we worked everything out and he tries his best. Um, God bless him. But not, I mean, people who just haven't gone through the struggle won't know what to say or what not to say. So that's one of two things I want to talk about. So the two things that I want to talk about are the first one is that, like I just said, not everyone is going to understand what you have gone through or what you are going through. 
which might end up making you sad or hurt or frustrated because other people just don't get it. And so one resource that if you are in this situation and you are at least open about it with someone in your life who just doesn't understand, who at least cares enough about you to try and be more sensitive to what you're going through, a resource that I want to share with you, which was hugely helpful for me in my relationship, was this podcast episode number 51 from... Uh, so the podcast itself is by Jesse Jean and the podcast title is uh, the Dear Body Podcast and episode 51 called A Podcast for Your Loved Ones. In that episode, Jesse Jean breaks down what it feels like for a person with binge eating uh, like in their past or just... I under, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. It, she breaks down like how we feel for someone who obviously doesn't understand or know the struggles. And that is something that I personally shared with my boyfriend. I think that it helped him kind of understand a bit of why I get fear and anxiety around food based on my history. And I just think it's a great tool. So share that with someone if you need them to understand a bit of what you're going through if this is something that you are struggling with. The second, So that's the first thing I want to talk about, which is, um, which I just finished covering, which is, I just wanted to share that resource because it pertained to the story. But the second thing I want to cover is this issue of control. So he had said to me, I'm sorry, I know you're trying to control it. And that (laughs) was so triggering and he did not even know the bucket of worms that he unleashed (laughs) when he said that because, okay, so there are two things that that meant for me. One was that it implies that I have control over it, meaning that I have control over binge eating, which is similar to saying to an alcoholic or a drug addict or a smoker, like, oh yeah, you can just control it. It's like, you don't understand how incredibly difficult it is to white knuckle your way through when you feel that urge to binge, which is what I felt when I saw those donuts, which I mean, I know that, well, I technically, I guess, could have binge eaten his donuts, but that's part of what I'm saying. Like, you you get the feeling, and whether you act on it or not, you still have this feeling built up inside of you, which is so difficult to just... It's hard for me to phrase. It feels as if you are a boiling pot with a lid on, and you just need to explode almost. That's a weird graphic image for you, but... <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's a form of addiction that is very, very difficult to stop the impulses uh, when you've had a history of it. So that's the first thing that like really triggered me. And then the second thing in terms of how it triggered me was that it puts essentially the shame and guilt and onus on me. <clears throat> Sorry, I really should have had some water before I uh, started this podcast. Um, 
I apologize. But anyway, getting back to the second thing, it puts the shame, guilt, and onus on me. Like it's my fault because it's an issue of my own self-control, which is what I felt literally my entire life until I realized what I struggled with was binge eating disorder, which is a mental illness. So that is like telling someone with anxiety or depression that it's their fault that they have anxiety and depression or like telling me that it's my fault that I'm a binge eater. Like that is not the case. It is not true. And I realized that when he said (laughs) that, I'm sorry, I know you're trying to control it, that he did not realize how many implications this had to me. (laughs) And you can tell that I get really worked up about it. Uh, But that's literally the entire summary of why, as a binge eater, you feel so terrible and shameful about yourself all the time because you think that you should be able to control it. But that isn't really the case. (sighs) So, sorry, I need to get that rant out of my system. Blood's a little hot right now. Um, Anyway, so, so I just mentioned two things. One, that implies that I have control over it. And two, that it puts the shame and guilt on me, like it's my fault, essentially. And so I want to dive deeper into that first one that I said, as far as uh, it implies that I have control over it. So it's funny and ironic because people with eating disorders, they they typically arise from needing to control it. Uh, And so another resource that I do want to share with you is... I've mentioned it in the past, but I'll probably keep referring to it because there are a handful of podcasts that I've listened to over the last several months through recovery that have been hugely instrumental in helping my progress. And I want to just keep sharing those with you. So for this particular instance, uh, I want to share from the podcast, It's Not About the Food with Stephanie Reynolds, Dr. Stephanie Reynolds. Uh, She's a board board certified psychiatrist. And in her first episode, which she has a pilot episode, so it's not technically the very, very first, but it says number one and it's it's titled Control. Go and listen to that because she talks about something that I love that she says in that episode is that people with eating disorders are fundamentally responsible because we're trying to control things. And I I just love that. I was like, hell yeah, I'm responsible. I'm trying to control my life, but then it just hugely backfires. And so that is what I'm trying to get at. But let me kind of, I need to, I need to backtrack because I felt I got ahead of myself. So anyway, like I was saying, the reason people like tend to develop eating disorders is from this need for control. And so the harder we try to control our food choices, so for instance, try to eat healthy or try to not binge eat or try to not purge or try to avoid added sugars or try not to eat junk food or try to eat within a certain calorie range or try to eat, uh, try to, sorry, not eat dairy or gluten-free or try to avoid carbs. I mean, I could tell you so many things over the last 12 years that I have quote unquote tried to in relation to trying to control what I'm eating. And that is in essence, this concept of like 
trying to control, which then causes this constant battle on a 24-7 basis all the time, which is what causes us to causes us to hyper focus on food because we're constantly trying to control it. And that this like constant battle, it feels like tightening your hands around something and holding it tighter and tighter and tighter and trying to impose your will onto it and saying like, I will eat healthy today. I will avoid junk food today. I will not eat gluten, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see where I'm going? Like there's this constant pressure of feeling like you need to eat a certain way. And because we are trying so, so hard to control our food, that that deep need for control actually and somewhat ironically backfires. So it feels like a rubber band that you're pulling tighter and tighter and tighter and eventually it just snaps back like real fast and that's what happens when you try to control your food for so long and then you just snap you just snap because you can't deal with trying to control it all the time and that's when you binge or purge or all of the above uh because you're constantly trying to something whatever that may be all right so ironically the only way to gain control is to surrender control see where i went with that i tied it back to the quote dr strange so remember the quote that i said earlier with dr strange i'll say it back just in case you forgot it (laughs) but the quote is the only way to control is by surrendering control And if that still doesn't fully make sense, let me give you an example. Well, I don't know if this is like a great example because hypothetically, I don't know how much this would happen. I mean, if you did it with a different animal, I suppose that sounds weird because I haven't told you the example yet. Let me tell you the example. Imagine, so just picture that you are in a park and you have a handful of seeds And this cute little bird comes hopping on over to you and it can tell that you've got some food in your hand. And you see this cute little bird and you think, oh, I want to feed this bird. And so you start walking over to to this bird. But the bird, being a bird, is going to start hopping away or even flying away because it's hella scared of you, obviously. So (laughs) anyway, uh, so that's... In this scenario, you think to yourself, oh, I want to feed this bird. But the more you are trying to feed this bird by going to it, it's flying away and you're not able to feed it. But then let's just say that you sat on the bench and then you just left seeds at your feet or something. Eventually that bird might think, you know what? I might die, but I could also die from starvation. So let's risk it and then just go, (laughs) goes and eats the seeds at your feet. And so in this scenario, you have relinquished control because you're no longer trying to make the bird eat your food, but the end result is the bird eating your food, which is what you wanted all along. So do you see how I wrap this up where you might want something, but only by not forcibly imposing your will on it will you get it (laughs) and so just as dr strange put it that doesn't make any sense but then as the ancient one says not everything does 
and not everything has to. <laughs> okay, so I just feel like I'm in a weird funky mood now. Uh, also, I just realized that my battery is about to die, so I should probably wrap this up. I feel that's all that I really had to say in this episode. And so just to reiterate back the two things that I wanted to talk about in this episode was one, that you will have people in your life who will not understand what you are going through and it will be somewhat painful. They will probably say things that are hurtful or triggering, whether they mean to or not. Like for instance, my boyfriend saying, (laughs) I know you're trying to control it. And he did not know how much that made me lose my shit. Excuse my language. (laughs) But like, so just to reiterate the things that I think you should check out were the Jesse Jean podcast number 51, a podcast for your loved ones. And then also it's not about the food podcast with Dr. Stephanie Reynolds, her first episode or episode number one control. Actually, episode number 11 is control part two. I haven't listened to that one in a while, but all of her episodes are fabulous. So go listen to both of those if you want to hear more about control. And just to summarize what I was saying in all of this was when you start your intuitive eating journey, if you start that at all, hopefully you do if you're coming from an eating disorder background, because I do think that it helps so many women. But then again, do figure out what works best for you. I'm just telling you what has worked for me and what I know is working for a lot of other binge eaters and slightly bulimic people out there who I've seen uh, in the community that I'm currently in. And then also just now that I'm following a lot of intuitive eating registered dietitians on Instagram who also have their own programs. So actually, that's a great point. If you are someone in this situation, such as like, you you know, you have these food struggles, you can look up registered dietitians that have uh, intuitive eating courses or one-on-one and start a journey that way. I really think that might be the best way. I'm currently in something that's a community base, but I did start my journey by doing one-on-one with a registered dietitian. And I think that was very helpful for me to have the consistent, constant one-on-one feedback. But that's just my experience. You can figure out what works for you. If you do have any questions about resources in terms of that, feel free to shoot me a message. I'm working on getting my Instagram set up at some point. I'm not hugely into Instagram, but I think it would be a great platform to spread more informational info like this. And so it's on my to-do list. Uh, You can find me at kaleidoscope.fm or kaleidoscopefgm. My kaleidoscopefgm was primarily just to post pictures of my artwork. So you will find that there. Don't think that it's not my podcast if you see that. But yeah, so I think I will wrap up this episode. It's a fairly short episode today by just saying when you start intuitive eating, one of the primary things that you will begin to realize is that you need to let go of control in relation to trying to control your food and all of that jazz. And it is going to feel so unnatural because From personal experience, for literally years, I had been trying to control my food in some way, shape, or form, 
and now I no longer do and I feel like I'm eating like the least amount not I, I shouldn't maybe be advertising that because uh, I'm not saying that you should eat a certain quantity I'm just saying for me like I'm not binging anymore I feel I'm eating nutrient-dense foods like practically all the time now and I'm like hardly hardly ever binge every once in a blue moon I will and I already have a podcast episode number three I failed which talks about the road to recovery you're not going to be perfect no one ever is and so don't get too hard on yourself okay right I think that covers it for today I'm gonna let you go and have a great rest of your day okay okay